This week's episode of Podular Modcast is brought to you by the lovely people over at Patchworks. Patchworks is the spot to go in Seattle as far as I'm concerned. A beautiful showroom, so much fun equipment set up and ready for you to experiment with. Not just modular, they've got studio equipment, they've got desktop synths, they've got drum machines, they've got some pedals, all the cabling you would need beyond just patch cables and just... Did I mention how lovely of a, uh, of a staff they have? Just the greatest people, super knowledgeable, super helpful, um, and just a really, really wide selection of gear. So again, that's patchworks.com, P-A-T-C-H-W-E-R-K-S.com. And if you're in the Seattle area, I would uh, I would definitely swing by because it is a wonderful, wonderful showroom. It's like, uh, I feel like a kid in a candy shop when I go in there. Um, and then while you're there, you could check out some of After Later Audio's new stuff. Uh, so yeah, I want to thank After Later Audio for their continued support of Podular Modcast. They recently released seven new modules, three in the new Mutable Instruments Classic line. Uh, one of those is it Razor, which is a one-to-one Blades. Uh, then we have a one-to-one Warps called Fuse and then one that we call monocle which is half of a blinds um, and then you can actually daisy chain multiple monocles together so you could have just this whole huge row of monocles if you would like to do that um, also there is quarks which is a micro elements uh, and it's it's a little bigger than the atom which is also a micro element so there's more room for your fingers to dial the knobs in and stuff i i prefer it over the atom but they're both they're both pretty great. Um, and then there is the 1U sample and hold, track and hold, tiny little module, but don't let it size fool you. It is a powerhouse. And then lastly, there is the 1U Allen, which is a Turing machine. So now there is a Turing machine in the 1U format. Did I mention U grids? Oh, also a U grids, which is just a micro grids. Great for beat sequencing, creating really interesting drum beats. So once again, that's afterlateraudio.com for more information there. And uh, yeah, let's get going on the show. and welcome back to Podular Modcast. My name is Tim Held, and this week we have Dan Green from 4MS returning to the show. And it's a great chat, and I can't wait to share it with you. Now that we're doing video of the episodes, uh, there will be extended versions of these episodes that are only accessible to Patreon subscribers. And I'm just going to be asking the, the guests some, uh, some bonus questions, and I'm even open to taking some questions from you, the patrons, to put into the list of questions that I'll be asking the, uh, the guest for the bonus material. That, uh, that material will be available on the Patreon. I'm also um, working on some other bonus material. I really want to do this album club thing where we, where we meet once a month on Zoom and uh, maybe well have have listeners or patreon subscribers submit tracks or their albums for us to listen to and then we can all get together and talk about them um, and then i'll record those and then i'll release those as bonus episodes for the patrons as well so again if you'd like to help out to keep the leds blinking over here at podmod head over to patreon.com forward slash modular modcast 
I wanna show you some modules that I've been talking about lately on the show. So the first up is the exchanger from BoardBrain. Um, and what we have here is uh, we have six different ins and outs. Uh, so we can do three different stereo channels or six individual channels. The top two sections here are for getting your Euro levels out into your, uh, you know, your line level gear like pedals or even getting into an interface or a mixer. Um, so that's really, really useful. They have a negative 12 or a negative 18 dB switch, which is really, really useful. And then the bottom two are the reverse. So what these will do, will take your external signals and bump them to Euro levels. And what we have is a plus 18 or plus 12 dB switch. So it's really great for getting your, uh, your synths, your desktop synths or your guitar or a microphone or just anything that you want to uh, inject into your modular system. And then next, I've been talking a lot about this one, very excited, is the EQ5. Um, so we have a five band EQ here uh, with your high at your 10 kilohertz, uh, your high mid at four kilohertz, mid at one kilohertz, low mid at 400, and then the low 100. Um, CV control over all of those, which is pretty useful. There's a balance because it is a stereo module um, and you can CV that, that, um, that panner there for the balance and then there is a level. Um, so there's, there's a left, right and left in, right and left out, and then there's a combination output of the left and right. So this is uh, just very, very useful. Put it at the end of your chain uh, if you're doing stereo recordings or stereo live performance, and this will just really help you dial into those sweet spots. I've also been talking about Weston Precision Audio, um, and this is the SF1 dual or stereo filter. So look at that bad boy. Um, this thing's super useful. We'll get into some demos with this, but yeah, all sorts of different shapes for your uh, your slopes. And of course you have your, your high pass, band pass, and low pass. And then each output side actually has uh, a second dedicated output that you can get um, some notch filtering and even some phasing with. Um, and then what's really unique is you have this panner here. So if you are using it as a dual filter, you can CV, uh, you can CV this panner between the right and left uh, filters. So you could have, you know, band pass and uh, a notch on one side, and then a low pass, and then the, the phaser on the other. So you're actually getting uh, four different outputs on that. So pretty, pretty sweet. You have uh, individual control over cutoff and one volt per octave ins so you can um you can get this thing uh you know self-oscillating and use that as an oscillator there's cv control for the resonance as well and then you can link these uh these two filters to where if you're controlling the one volt per octave the resonance and the cutoff of this side you're actually also controlling this side which is pretty useful because you can have them set to different filter types. So that's really fun and really sturdy. I really like the, the, the look of these things. Um, nice aluminum panels and uh, nice matte black, yellow and black and gray knobs. It has this kind of like 80s, early 90s retro look to it. And then part of the recent After Later Audio releases, um, the Razor, which is a one-to-one -one blades. 
uh, mutable instruments blades. So this thing is uh, also a very, very cool filter. And uh, I just really like the look of our mutable instrument classics line, or line. I think they're, they're pretty, pretty fancy looking. Um, and then finally, this thing I'm very, very excited about. This is not a module, but it is semi-modular. This is the Mystic from Recovery Effects. And it has um, CV ends on it, so you can control your, uh, your modulation and your, your uh, modulation rate and it even has a built-in delay effect on it. So uh, actually this using this with Exchanger uh, would be a perfect way of getting this sound into your modular. Even though there is a, a volume knob um, on it, you, can, you could really boost those levels if you needed to get it into your modular realm. Um, what else? Yeah, there's, there's two. There's two uh, oscillators here that uh, they cross-modulate each other and just all sorts of wacky stuff. This switch here um, is either for having it droning or you can switch it down to turn it off and then this push button will actually uh, you know, get it going.
Dan Green, welcome back to the show. It's been a while. I actually, I usually like to look up when someone was here last, but I don't, I don't remember when you were here last, but I think it was a while ago. It was. Um, yeah, I actually went back to be like, uh, yeah, how long ago was it? I think it was, I know it was pre-pandemic and I think, um, yeah, I think like 2019 maybe or. Okay. Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah. Let's see. I can do a quick search. Not, uh, the, the audience is like, who cares? But now yeah. I want to know. um you were on october 7th 2019 okay okay um yeah yeah so uh and we've talked a few times since then um got to see you recently which was really cool um at waveform pdx uh got to see some of your your new modules that you've been working on but um before we jump straight into the nerd talk how you been What's new? <laughs> um, good. Uh, yeah, a lot's happened since uh, 2019. But yeah, we're um, we're doing well here. We're uh, um, yeah. Let's see. Okay, 20. Uh, wait a minute. Okay, yeah, 2019. Yeah. So um, I had a kid. I had my kid had just turned one years old mm-hmm. when you last mm-hmm. talked to me last. Okay. Yeah. So um, so yeah, so yeah. Now I have a four year old, and um. And yeah, who loves building things and creating things. It's pretty awesome. Imagine um, that. <laughs> yeah. I wonder where he got that. <laughs> it must be genetic. It was, it was like engineers going back in my family history. Um, oh. <laughs> so yeah. And um, yeah, making synthesizers. We're like staying in business, like miraculously through everything and um, making new stuff. So it's pretty, uh, you know, yeah. We have a pretty good crew that really like hunkered down and like helped each other out during the um, help you know our our whole company keep going during the the lockdowns and everything. But uh, mm-hmm. yeah, it's been great. Yeah, I can't imagine. Like, I mean, I, I can kind of imagine because you know I work with After Later Audio, but it's you know it's not my company. Um, but just how how stressful that whole thing, you know, and then you know, we don't have to get too deep into the weeds on the part shortage and, you know, recession and everything, but that's just like, not, not good news for, you know, small boutique companies in niche markets, you know? Yeah, I know. It's like all new, all new sets of challenges. Like we, I feel like we had like a fine tuned machine where like, you know, we'd like buy enough parts for like six weeks and like, you know, it was like running real smooth, like, you know, a few years ago. And then all of a sudden it's like, okay, new rules, everything all new. All new rules. Yeah. Figure it out. Yeah. But we've gotten well, in another, we've gotten in another, you know, it's, it's yeah. going again. Yeah, we got it. We got another, uh, what do you, what they like our groove. I was going to say we're Good. in a rut, but that sounds like you're in a groove for too long. So we just got there. So not a rut yet. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's so. really good news to hear because like I've been, I've been really, you know, concerned about, uh, you know, I, I, over the last, you know, I'm going on five years of doing this and over the last five years, I've, you know, I've met, and become friends with so many people in your situation making these things. And a lot of them are one, two people companies. Um, you know, they're doing all of the stuff and, you know, I'm just, I just feel for these people and it feels like the universe is playing this potentially very cruel joke in that modular is like getting more and more popular and breaking through to more and more to a wider audience. And at the same time, it's be it's like maybe the hardest it's ever been for smaller companies yeah. to yeah. you know so 
yeah, I'm just, I'm worried about some of my friends and, uh, yeah, but I'm glad to hear that things are going well for, for y'all. Um, so I'm, I'm curious too, like with that, I know it's different from maker to maker, but like with, with everything that's happening with like chip shortages and everything and like looking into the future are like, I know like you use chips on analog stuff, but like, is the future of modular going to be a lot more analog than it has been digital lately uh, going, going Um, forward? I I've seen that like, you know, anecdotal trend, I would say just of like a few. Yeah. We see like a whole bunch of analog releases lately because, because of that. Um, And just in general, yeah, it's just easier to get more analog chips and, uh, or, or build work or make workarounds for them, you know? So, mm-hmm. um, but I, you know, it's like, I can't see it really. Uh, I can't see that really like lasting. I think that's just like a stop gap of like, we, you know, companies were like, we have to release something. Well, we have these analog things in the pipeline. So they get pushed to the front, you know? Right. Um, right. It, just because like, I mean, I, I feel like, okay. So I think the, like the, you know, the maker movement, like the whole, like, I don't know that it's even called a thing, a thing anymore, but like maybe 2010 or something like this was like a thing. This was happening. This was like a, a, a movement kind of. Um, and, you know, like Arduino was part of that and uh, probably even like Lego Mindstorms and uh, going back even farther. And like so and that all that stuff really like helped modular take off, not directly, mm-hmm. but it like it 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 brought like. Like we had, we've had the same analog trips and stuff since like, you know, surge and like, there's not that much new in mm-hmm. terms of like supplies or things aren't that much cheaper, you know, but like all of a sudden it takes off. And I think like, um, a lot of that was like just the potential of like the accessibility of like digital, like DSP, like low cost DSP mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah. And like, yeah. And it just like, you know, even if, you know, it's like not, I don't think very many people are like 100% analog. Like, like I only have hundred percent analog, like that's super hardcore to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and some people are, and that's, that's fine. But that's, I think that's a, that's a niche within a niche. And like, mm-hmm. like, I think it's like the, yeah, the, it's just what really made like your rack, like explode was like, you have these like super cool modules, you know, mutable instruments, you know, like that was mm-hmm. like, like, boom, like these are amazing sounds, you know, this is not, this is not a search, you know? Because mm-hmm. it, it totally. does this yeah. like, whole new yeah. thing. You know, we're not just mm-hmm. like reliving the past. And we're not just like remaking the past. Like this is like a brand new thing. And a lot right. of that, yeah, I think goes back to like the low-cost DSP and low-cost like digital, you know, uh, uh, modules that weren't available back in the 70s. And now we can do make, make new sounds. We can do new stuff. So mm-hmm. um, I don't see that going away. So, yeah, but I could be wrong. Yeah. I don't know. I, well, I certainly, I certainly hope it doesn't go away because like it just, um, it can just, you can get so much more because real estate is always such a huge issue with modular. Mm-hmm. You know, you have a lot of people who maybe only have, you know, a 4U84 HP rack, you know, so like if it was all module or all analog modules, then you've got like four modules in there if you want like some real powerhouses, you know? Um, right. So and even I, I like hope clocks, that doesn't work. I mean, mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 I mean, even like, you know, I, I'm including like Pamela's workout is like part of the, you know, digital. That's that stuff wasn't oh, yeah. available back, you know, so it doesn't even have to be DSP. But yeah, I think almost any system you look at, like Scott, some like 
at least bread and butter of like something that's you might not even realize or think of it as like a digital module but yeah but yeah it's there yeah yeah i've been just really like actually alex um alex anderson from wmd him and i were talking and uh you know, he's saying, you know, we are using these same like DSP and uh, analog digital conversion, like uh, chips, like the same ones we use in modules are being used in cars. And as cars get more electric, uh, you know, the auto industry and the laptop and phone industry, like we're, we're using these same parts and these are billion dollar, uh, you know, a year, billions of dollar a year industries. And then you have the audio who's like, okay, well, I hope there's some leftover for me, but you know, if Apple wants to go in and yeah. say, Hey, I want to buy the next, you know, two years of everything you make, then, um, yeah, yeah I'm just like picturing this world of all these <sighs> makers, like going out to, you know, vintage shops and tearing apart old, old, uh, you know, electronics to salvage parts to try to like, you know, yeah. like this scarcity Something. breeding, some sort of innovation and holy shit, I didn't know you could do this with digital or with analog or something, but uh, uh -huh. you're making me feel better. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, there are, there are, they are starting the, the, you know, starting the tri trickle back in the, the, the shortage okay. seems to be, so it is, it, we are, we kind of seemed like it hit up, turned a corner, yeah. but um People have been saying that for a while, but I didn't notice anything until a few months ago. And I was like, okay, stuff's starting to trickle back in. We're starting to get like dates. Like you'll have your chips by this date before it was just like production shortage unknown. Right. Like, right. You know, two years later, production shortage unknown. Okay. So, yeah. So with this like latest round of, um, of foreign mess releases, like are these the, are, like, is this, are you like on your release schedule and everything or, or how much did like the pandemic and this, this chipocalypse, like, have you had to back burner some stuff that you've been working on for a while that you've been really excited about or? Um, I feel like I was like, what's a production schedule? Uh, we, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, everything's so like, um, organic and how we bring stuff out. Um, it's, like uh the, okay yeah not really I, honestly like i think um we we had these everything in the pipeline that's in the pipeline and we've got it's definitely slowed stuff down but um mm -hmm. but you know we're always uh and it, it actually okay and it's definitely shaped like uh okay so like for the mini peg was released i actually designed mm -hmm. that for a different chip pre at the start of the pandemic um okay before pre-shortage and I had it, you know, like it's all working this other chip and everything. And then, uh, I waited to order that chip until I like was going to work out all the bugs in the firmware. and then you can't get the chip. So then I had to, you know, get, find some other chip that I could maybe get in six months. And then, you know, then it comes in and then I have to redesign, you know, now we have like multiple firmwares for different chips and all kinds of stuff. So now there's like three mm -hmm. chips that it can run on. So, um, so that slowed things down for sure. But it didn't, you know, but it was still like, we're going to make this, we're going to make this work. It just like delayed it maybe by a year or so. Okay. Um, now, when you find these workarounds yeah. for different chips, is that something that like, if something like this happens again with an, another module, like you can kind of use that workaround as a starting point or? Yeah. 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 Like, sometimes. Okay. I mean, yeah. So yeah, sometimes like if I'm able to find a quantity big enough for like two modules or two runs, then yeah. Then it is okay. like so. We're redoing the DLD 
We just, oh. um, you know, that chip, that chip's ever. So we're, I mean, no one's going to notice it's, it's the same DLD. It just like happens to have a different chip in the back that we were, we were oh, able okay. to get. Um, okay. so, and, uh, yeah, same firmware. It's not going to be any, um, you'll have to know which chip you have when you update the firmware, but we're not releasing that many updates for the DLD anymore. So I don't think it'll be a big okay. deal. But anyways, yeah. that one, we've been out of the wave recorder for like a year. Um, and then, so finally those chips came in and I realized I can use it with the wave recorder if I also use another, an external Ram chip. So that's, so now okay. we're making wave recorders right now again, finally. So, um, okay. yeah. And, and it helped. Yeah. Just able to find this one chip and I'm like, okay, what can I use this with? You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I'm, I mean, like I've seen, I've seen some modules and I'm, you know, I'm thinking of like the back of the STS, which I know is like, like a super powerful digital machine um but like i'm thinking like do you like do you ever leave or, or maybe going into the future do you maybe leave yourself a little bit more real estate on a pcb in case you do need to make workarounds or do you oh, have yeah. like you know like because some of these things are just like yeah packed, you know um, yeah you, well you, you probably um, don't want to change the size especially i mean unless you can go a little smaller but that's not what we're this that problem's not what we're talking about here yeah it's usually crammed as much as we um <laughs> yeah 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 actually i mean so like it's always been we haven't had to change the layout of anything that's always been the goal is like mm-hmm. we're not so all our redos are um you know we want the same front panel we don't want a user to be like why is this one different maybe this one's better or something you know right so right. um that's just gonna be so yeah but like really what it's done is like in terms of like writing code and like you know it's really had made me up my game in terms of the firmware because like you don't, you know, you want to rewrite as little as possible. Right. Um, and that's exposed a lot of places where I'm like, not, ha- I don't, you know, this is like, if, if you're listening and you're a coder, you probably understand like encapsulation and like you want to keep things separate. So you can just be like, okay, now we use this chip, but all your like business logic of like, this is a sampler. We play samples and these are what the buttons do all that's separate. You know, okay. Um, so okay. kind of, it's just a, it's like a style of coding that they say is like really good practice. And you know, sometimes you're in a hurry and you get lazy, and then, well, three years later, you actually do have to rewrite it, and you're like, crap, <laughs> it's coming back to bite me. You know, <laughs> I shouldn't have been lazy. So, yeah, right. <laughs> so it is. It, well, it is. I think in the future, yeah, the trauma, the post-traumatic like response is going to be like, no, you never know what's going to change. Like, you know, like write it so we can swap any piece out for another piece, and it'll just run. Like, right. Which is good, which is good, which is good coding. It's, uh-huh. it's what they teach and, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I could see in like, in like 15 years, you know, like once the people who like, ha- like don't maybe didn't live through the pandemic or at least not as adults and have to deal with these kind of problems, you know, once like if the dust truly settles from all of that and like everybody like you guys who went through it being like, the depression era grandparents that you had that yeah. like saved everything. And there's like, man, these guys are kooky. <laughs> We're like, no, yeah. Always keep an extra roll of toilet paper under your bed. You know? <laughs> my, my grandpa's nuts, man. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. My mom, my mom was, uh, during the great, uh, the great, uh, toilet paper fiasco. Yeah. She, she was, I mean, she was one of those people who was, you know, who bought the f- too much toilet paper who, you know, it's like, you didn't have to do that, but she was trying to buy it for right. me and my sisters and stuff. But we, we were fine. Hannah and I had plenty and 
there was a, a period of probably two weeks where twice a week she would like call to ask like do you, uh, we got that i can mail you this toilet paper and i'm like we have like you. three months worth of toilet paper right now we, we have a costco card we're good um yeah it's pretty funny so yeah um, i care yeah <laughs> you know just being a mom but like <laughs> like a suburban it's, you know re- <laughs> I'm I'm totally going to be that old guy that's still yeah being like oh I found an IC ooh ooh buy it buy it I don't, I don't know what it does yeah. um I had one one question about your kid you know saying that he's into to building stuff and everything like I know four is still pretty young probably to unleash him on a modular system but have you like let him play with anything like the blip blocks or any like uh, you know like child proof yeah. you know desktops well, or anything. No, um, I haven't. No, not the blit block. Nothing childproof. Um, <laughs> we, just so we have a Moog Moog sub. Uh, what's it? Sub thirty-seven. Thirty-seven. Uh-huh. Um, uh, just like on the floor of the living room, like next to the fireplace, and then behind that's a row of uh, a couple pods of modular. There's like Swan Ensemble, and there's like a MIDI uh, CV converter that the Moog's oh, plugged cool. into. Um, oh, nice. And yeah, so it's fully running just leave it on all the time and it um yeah so like when yeah so like we just finished these envelope mod i'll take them home you know that's, that's where i'll put it i'll install it there for him uh-huh. to play with oh, make nice. noise, he's you your know. data tester I mean, yeah 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 real edge test um and yeah so that's yeah, cool. you know, like you know like a lot of it's like patching is definitely um probably the hardest concept for like any for sure. adults or whatever so yeah like you know, is this an output? But like, that's, you know, they're more, they're like roads to him. He like makes like roads building, like, you know, civil engineer, like making oh, nice. connections nice. for trucks to go through from this one. And this one is the blue one for the buses and stuff. And all mm-hmm. that. So, um, and then buttons are always fun to play with and stuff. And right. Yeah. yeah. So just always that's on, so you want to cool. make music, go over and make some music. So that's so, so cool. I, I just like, that just makes me like, what's the word I'm thinking of? It's just like, it, it, it makes me just like fondly like uh, think about like what, like what, what does that kind of environment as a child, like, what does that do? Like what kind of adult is that going to create? And it's, I feel like yeah, it's going to be like such a cool. Um, yeah. Yeah. It just seems, yeah. I, I just think about my, my childhood. Like I, I watched like RoboCop on VHS too often at way too young of an age, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. We had so little music in my house growing up too. It was like, so yeah, I mean, like I played violin, but like, uh, it was sort of more of like a forced, you know, it was like, like like, a structure, like you need to do something. Yeah. 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 yeah, You need to, you know, I wasn't like screaming about it, but I didn't really enjoy it that much. And, you know, it was more like, oh, you're just supposed to learn this. It makes you well-rounded or something. And right. Didn't really care for it much. But then, you know, it wasn't until I was a teenager that I picked up a guitar and was like, whoa, I can play like music I like and stuff, you know? Yeah. Started to, yeah. So, and that was like, as I was kind of like, yeah, outside my household, my parents were like, that's weird. Yeah. Like, <laughs> am, am I remembering music, right? That you, <laughs> am I remembering right that you like, did you grow up in Philly or somewhere like East coast? Uh, Chicago. No, it was, uh, Midwest. Yeah. So Chicago. Oh, Midwest. Okay, um, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cause I know then, you had like you, like in college or something, you had that kind of like art 
like collective house or something was that was that in chicago yeah or? yeah yeah okay. the st louis so then yeah st. So then okay st. St. st louis all right 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 very cool yeah um, yeah yeah so when we were I, we talked briefly about this when uh when we were hanging out at at waveform um but when i saw like the new 4ms releases i was like you know, after, you know, Swan and, and, you know, you've, you kind of, you released a lot of really like weird digital stuff. And then, you know, I saw like envelopes v- VCAs. I was like, wait a minute, this like, what, what's, what's going on here? Like, and I looked closer <laughs> and I'm like, oh, these are, these are um, like, not only are like the, the dual envelope VC or the shaped dual envelope VCA, like I want to definitely get into the nitty gritty on like the waveform changing. Aspect oh yeah, totally. That. Yeah. Um, but I also like, I feel like it was a, well, I'm wondering how much of the, uh, the, uh, the plan or philosophy by doing like, okay, so you have like the shaped dual, which is like the mega, and then you have the dual, which is like a, a little bit smaller and then just the envelope VCA. So you have like these, these three different versions mm-hmm. and, um, and then like a mini peg cause the peg is like a beloved, um, uh, module and you know it's pretty big and you know it's been around for a while so i think bringing the mini is is a really cool idea and then the shuffling clock multiplier plus where you just kind of put the expander together i'm thinking like was it your plan going in thinking like a lot of like module modular has a lot of new people coming in and 4ms is a name that they're gonna see like we want to offer them some of our you know some of our greatest functionality, but like in an updated and, and more like compact form or yeah. What was the thinking behind yeah. like this, this recent yeah. run? I think that that was what you just said. I think captures kind of the, the mini peg uh, and the SCM plus is that, yeah, we kind of felt like um, they're awesome. I mean, I think they, they really totally. do something that yeah. you, it's, you can't, it's hard to do, you know, it's just, it's like they, they're kind of, they're unique in this and it's really useful. And I think like, especially for people new. Cause like when those came out, we were all kind of new um, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. it, it, it really fills in a gap and it's, yeah, it's like so easy just to make some cool beats and stuff. Um, oh, yeah. And I think they're, I think they're missed because yeah, they're just like old. They're like scroll way, way, way down in the history until you even hear about them. So, um, and then the, you know, and people that have been around and people that are new is like, there's, you don't, you know, it's not always like an overlapping, community of like there's just so many people now so so um yeah yeah, exactly we just wanted to like re-release them and like the chips we built those on are are impossible to get and outdated so we um yeah we wanted to do them and uh uh we just saw like sales you know like they're just like selling less and less and less and i'm like but these are still relevant these are still cool well okay yeah we need to like update it refresh it make it you know they're a little more accurate a little more uh less jitter more you know the timing's a little tighter everything everything's just a little nicer about them and um and then yeah and then yeah just like but then the envelopes was like yeah oh yeah go ahead oh no i was just gonna kind of going into the envelopes i was just gonna say like i love that you know like something i've learned recently with working with lenny at at after later is just like why not throw a vca on it because you can like they're they're, they don't take up a lot of space and vcas are so crucial in a system you know, I'm seeing that more and more where a lot more modules have built in VCAs either that you can use on their own or within the environment. So now you don't have to use this envelope and also get a VCA because again, real estate and everything. So, yeah. 
Yeah, it's handy. Yeah. And like, I, we're not the first ones to put an envelope and BCA together, but, um, right. but it, it is like, I think it's a great combo. And, and yeah. And, and like, we kind of like our idea with that is that like, we just, um, I've had this idea to do, I mean, the peg, basically do an analog peg where the cool thing for me always about the peg was always that you could, you could set a time clock and then you could mess around with your wave shape and it wouldn't mess up your timing. Cause like mm-hmm. the classic analog oscillator, you know, you, you turn it to expo and it goes like super fast, turn it to log and it's like crazy slow. You know, it's almost like a mm-hmm. the wave shape is a speed knob. So just decoupling those two things where like speed and shape are separate. That's what I did with the peg. And that for me, that was like the cool thing about it. And then, but I always wanted to do that in analog and I always had this idea. I mean, going back since I released the peg, of just like make an analog oscillator and then um, have, run it through a wave shaper just like you would do with a VCO. So like, to, mm-hmm. you know, like, a, like an analog VCO, like it has different wave shape outputs, like they're all the same pitch, right? It doesn't change the timing right. of it. So it's just the same, same concept, but do that in the LFO stage. And then, um, and so, yeah, so it's like, finally, we're like, um, you know, finally got around to like, just like, okay, I'm going to try this. So, and then we have yeah. an analog designer on board now, Zach, who um, did the uh, PI, our percussion interface, a few years back oh. too. And so, mm-hmm. um, and so having his help to, you know, really do a lot of the uh, layouts and uh, a lot of the like kind of, yeah, schematic, uh, all the different proto runs and then I check it and, you know, and like, you know, so we came up with like, I think a few of us we, in the in the shop, we just got kind of brainstorming of like what, you know, we have all these things. It can be like wave shaping. It could be dual. It could be single. It could have like a BCA or not. Like we're just like, how do we want to fit all together? And we just came up with like, there's no solution that's going to make everybody happy because like we want all the features, but then that's huge. And then that's not, you know, maybe that precludes. So we just came up with small, medium, large. And then um, we were even going to do a fourth one where it was like a single shaped. So, cause we have a dual shape, but then we thought, mm-hmm. add, you know, just small, medium, large is maybe so. Yeah. It. So, <laughs> well, so I love that too. Yeah. Cause like, it's also like a way, like for the people, for people coming in, you know, if, if someone was to come up to me and ask me like, Hey, I want to get into modular. I like, I would, you know, tell them about signal chain and what kind of modules they would need. And I'd probably start them out with like, you know, the small version of, of your, your envelope and VCAs and say like, look, if you end up liking this, you can graduate to the next one. And once you wrap your head around that, then you can go to the, you know, the granddaddy of it all. Um, sure. Yeah. In fact, um, Alfred, uh, Daedalus, they, they texted me the other night and asked, uh, Hey, give me some LFO recommendations. You know, I'm, I'm looking around at LFOs and I just kind of want to pick your brain and, and, uh, yeah, there were a few that popped into my mind instantly, and the shape dual envelope VCA was one of them because I know their workflow. Not, I mean, I don't know their workflow, but I, I kind of get a, a sense of how they work within their system, and they keep it pretty small. Um, and I was just thinking, like, this would be perfect because you can, because of that, you can change stuff. You know, change the um, the wave shape and everything. Um, it just seems right, super right. powerful, like an excellent control. Uh, control voltage source but can you give me some like real world applications of why that that the shaped dual envelope vca is like like just some real world applications of yeah how do you use it and use this really cool feature that that you've built yeah um well like kick drums the first thing that comes to mind is that like um 
you know, if you, if you, so, okay. So like one, one way to make a kick drum sound or just like percussive, like uncy uncy thing, or just oomph, um, you take like one way is take an oscillator low, it really set pitch really low, like sub audible even, and then mm-hmm. throw a CV into it every, you know, that a trigger fires an envelope that goes pew going mm-hmm. down. And then that, that modulates the pitch of it. And that's how you, that's how you hear the, the, the kick. So it's really like, um, mm-hmm. so the shape of that, whether it goes, stays high and then goes low really quickly or like gradually linearly goes down or whatever that it's like super influences the sound of it. And, you know, you get more mm-hmm. like cheesy seventies, like, um, synth drum <laughs> sounds. If it's more mm-hmm. linear, then you can get yeah, like lasering. a more hard, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so you know, or, or, you, or you get a real expo curve, and it can really um, make it more, um, you know, more of a modern or whatever retro, like eight hundred eight or something. Kind mm-hmm. of like mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know what or nine hundred nine. I mean, but um, whatever. Uh, I'm not like a, a super kick drum fanatic, uh, you know, like, but, but I, but just like making those different types of sounds, like being able to control that gives you like a lot more possibility. So it doesn't just always sound like the same thing. Um, so, mm-hmm. and then, so the cool thing with the shape is that you can control that without changing the like length of the kick drum. So it doesn't go from, you know, to like, mm-hmm. you know, right, um, right, right. If you, if you have it, and then you change the shape, it's going to go, you know, so you can awesome between those two and then you can CV that. So you can accent some or like be like, um, you know, more, more or less or slowly bring it up, bring it down. Um, Mm -hmm. So yeah, that's, I mean, for that's like, that's like one main thing. Um, If you're, if you're modulating any kind of, uh, um, I mean, just any kind of parameter, like, so one, so, okay. So that has built in VCA. So often like you run an oscillator into the VCAs, the envelope mm-hmm. is tied to the, the VCA. So like you fire triggers or it's cycling and it's like making notes with that. Right. So as you change the shape, it like opens or closes the kind of the notes off more or less, you know, greater letter. And mm-hmm. one trick you can do with the shape is you can patch, um, that there's a linear, dedicated linear output. So you can patch that into the VCA CV. So now the shape slider won't change your your notes, right? You're just gonna get so there's oh, like a linear output the, that's uh huh yeah exactly okay yeah then you use the the shaped output that's variable wave shape to modulate your like so I use an ensemble oscillator all the time so like I go modulate mm-hmm. the warp on that which is like wave folding like harmonics like cascading out and so I can change the shape of how that like wave folding sounds as my notes mm-hmm. are being made and I can do that separately from the notes. So I still get the cutoff from the notes from the VCA, but I, you know, but I have like a separate control for, for that kind of that, I I love that. I love those. Like, yeah, I was just talking about this with a friend and not even about modular, but like just how it's amazing how some of the, like the best ideas are super simple, you know, but like you just have to find the person who accesses them. And I, that, that dedicated linear output is, is so cool. Um, so okay, I imagine you can have the the other output just be exponential or linear, um, but just having that that yeah. dedicated one is like because then you're just doubling up and you're you're getting basically two, uh, it's like a two first situation, um, and you're also keeping yeah. stuff in the same like timing and everything. Like I love that. 
Right. Um, so, but as you're, so with this output, as you're changing the wave shape, you can like, so you can change the wave shape as it's falling and, and it doesn't, yeah. that's, and it doesn't lose its time. So I feel like that's, that's gotta be like a really fun thing to use on like a filter cutoff or FM or something like that. Yeah. Filter. So like in, in, yeah, filters is great. And another, like, as you know, another way to make kick drum is like pinging a filter kind of thing or sweeping the cutoff of that, which is, you know, resonant, um, but similar to an oscillator, but yeah, just changing like how fast it falls or, or attacks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. can really, mm-hmm. and you can self patch the, the shape so that you get a different, um, wave shape for the rise than the fall. So you can have like a linear rise oh. and then an expo fall because it, cause it has a, and each channel has an end of rise or end of fall output, which is either high when it's rising or high when it's falling. Mm-hmm. Each channel is different, nice. but if you patch that into the wave shape CV and then, um, then when that's high, it's going to modulate the shape to somewhere, depending on how you turn up the attenuator. And then uh-huh. when it's low, it's not going to modulate it at all. So you can, so you can set it, set the wave shape to one position, you know, like linear. So when that, when that gate is off, it'll be linear. And then when that gate goes high, you can set it to some other thing using the attenuator. Um, okay. That makes sense. I mean, it's, there's, that, a, there's a patch yeah. diagram in the manual, but yeah, I'm doing it in the air, yeah. but yes, you, so basically <laughs> you can get like, you can do, so yeah, you can be modulating the shape with its own timing information, causing it okay. to get like a different thing rising or falling and, you know, and I mean, it's like, it sounds crazy, but it's like, it's one patch cable. It's just like, right. Right. And yeah. Suddenly you get, yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm so excited to try it out. Um, I know, I know Jono just, just sent me something, but I, I don't know exactly what's oh, in yeah. it, but I'm, I'm really excited to, to give the mystery box. Stuff a shot. Yeah. the mystery box. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I'm, I'm curious too, like, um, you mentioned the, uh, the per- percussion interface in the expander earlier, which I'm looking at right now. And I absolutely love that thing. I think it's such a, such a cool little idea. Um, not little idea, but little module, big idea and a little module. Yeah. Um, so, you know, so you, when, when these ideas for modules come, like, who are they coming from? And is there a dedicated time? Like, okay, the 16th, we're all going to bring our notebooks in and we're going to talk about these ideas that we've come up with, or are they like, they all come in from your, like you start with the idea and then start, you know, pitching it around. Is it kind of like a writer's room or something? Um, sometimes, um, usually like ideas okay there's a whiteboard and Mm -hmm. um ideas go on there and like it's even funny like to see like well like we'll be like you know ideas for 2019 cross off 2020 cross off 2021 cross off 2022 (laughs) check mark we got them out you know yeah yeah yeah. um so yeah things go yeah so the pi and in gosh and everyone has a different like every module is like different story but like so um there's uh yeah so like most of the ideas are, are, are mine. Um, and you know, I mean, just like, that was kind of the reason I started the company. So, um, so I, yeah, I fill up the whiteboard a lot with like things and like weird sketches that we're never going to make and stuff. But then some of them are like, some of them actually become things. Um, and then yes, but in terms of PI, like that was, um, Zach actually, uh, is, is a drum performer, uh, Mm -hmm. drums. And, um, this was like a thing he was, wanting to use in his, in his, in his performance. So, um, and, and he was, I think he was like making it with other, you know, kind of tacking it together with other things, but it like making it just like all in one, like 
calibrated and super like clean and tight is like uh, what he wanted. And I was like, yeah, let's not make that a DIY project. Let's just like make that a module. Like that's useful, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and like, and I was even thinking, cause like, so I did a thing a lot. Um, I don't remember like six, 10 years ago or something uh, in Philadelphia with, with this other artist, it was his thing. Um, but he contracted me to do this, um, set up a, uh, all the electronics for like, there was a drummer and it was, um, and we had three mics, kick, kick snare and, um, and hi-hat. And then we had this huge room was like, uh, sink 60 by 60 or something with like 30 foot ceilings. I don't know. We had to get a scissor jack to get up there and we oh, strung no. lights, <laughs> um fluorescent tubes down like every like maybe eight feet or so like in a in a uh -huh. triangular grid so like the whole room's like fluorescent light tubes like chains of them stringing down to the ground and they're powered from it from above um and they're hanging and there's like a little like weight at the bottom so they like so they don't or no i think we like taped it down anyways but like they're just it's delicate right like you would not bring mm -hmm. a four-year-old in there like right yeah. and then um <laughs> And you can, and people like laid on the floor and like, why? And like, so the drummer, so I had a whole like setup and I wish I had the PI cause I was taking percussive sounds and like filtering them and then like setting thresholds and then setting like one shot, like gate. So that it doesn't multi-trigger, you know, trigger multiple times every time, you know, they hit. And then, um, mm -hmm. and so like one drum doesn't trigger the other. And it was like, it was complicated and it required a lot of manual tweaking, but basically mm -hmm. like, you know, as the drummer played like different lights would turn on depending on which drum they hit and how hard they hit it. Um, and different, you know, like make explosions, like hi-hat, kick, and snare yeah. down the bottom. So it's cool. Um, but, uh, yeah, but I wish I had the PI because I was basically made that with like an entire 104 HP row of Eurorack. Wow. With some, with some custom firmware that I like put on the QPLFO and stuff just to like get it dialed in. And, and you know, and no one could operate it but me because like there's so many like little attenuators to set and everything. Right, right. Was so, setting the threshold yeah. so like there wasn't bleed from each... Uh, like, like, so you didn't have the kick actually triggering the snares CV. Like, it was, was that, insane. Yeah. That, yeah. It seems like that would be a nightmare. It was hard. Like, <laughs> it was hard. Yeah. It was like, I mean, it was like mic placement and then you like sound check. But yeah. then like, you know, when you're really playing, like you play a little harder or softer or you're, or, you know, it changes and drums move and, you know, stuff They're like, like grab the mic because the cymbals, you know, they hit it, the mic stand accidentally and stuff like that. So it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's kind of, but, but, but it doesn't have to be. It like starts out perfect, but it doesn't have to be because like really like the lights are still responding to the drums in the end. Yeah. But, yeah. But yeah, it was, nice. it was basically, um, the, you know, those clamp on triggers would have been a lot, a lot better, but the artist wanted to do the mic thing. So, um, it was, it was, it was awesome. And they're still doing this performance without me. Cause I was like, I can't do this anymore once I had a kid. But they're, did I just they saw have they're the, still doing the 104 it. setup still, or did did they switch? No, it like I said, nobody can operate that. It's not, it was I did not make it user friendly. Um, it, you know, it was going to be a one time thing, and then it ended up being like a two or three time thing, and then. But um, but but they're still. I don't know what they're. I'm curious what they're using. But uh, I just yeah. saw on yeah on Inst, Inst, or Instagram they're like still doing it. So yeah. Yeah, I mean, I feel like there's a couple options out there. I mean, it's, I mean, if you want to start getting into the MIDI realm, but I feel like the the PI has to be like one of the most versatile as far as just for like working with audio and um, you know affordable and you know size wise. It's just you know it's it comes with the expander. So what, it's 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 eight HP total with the two, and you get a quarter mm -hmm. inch jack. And then I love I love that the expander has the uh, the uh you can pass the audio in and out with with the uh 
with a, the um, 3.5 and then like the negative and you can, you know, the negative. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah, it's a super good utility. Yeah. It's so great. Yeah, yeah. and honestly, power. like yeah. I use it. I sometimes I use it like without an actual external noise maker, just pop in, you know, your kick drum or whatever sound you want to, you know, for mm -hmm. audio or, or a bit like uh, the STS or the morphogene to, you know, for auto envelope following and stuff. It's just like, yeah, totally. it's, it's like super, super useful. Um, totally. Yeah. So what are, I know like some of these are out and some of them are coming out in December. So the shape dual envelope is coming out in a few weeks. Yeah. 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 All, all three envelopes are coming out. They're all like, right there okay the, <laughs> um, the shape yeah it's just it's a matter of like logistics right now it's just like dealer you know the, what the orders and then shipping yeah. packing it's just like we're in that stage but they're here they're working they're they're ready to oh the manuals haven't arrived yet whatever but they'll be in a couple of days okay so yeah so like we yeah, have to I, like box them up but yeah it's right yeah it's soon yeah yeah I've 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 uh, sung the praises of the 4MS manuals um, quite a few times over <laughs> the period of the last few years. I have to say, like, you're, you you guys do a great job with your manuals, with your patch examples, and your your illustrations and everything. It's just, I mean, I know I, maybe it's just because I'm I'm a, an aging millennial, but I don't like to go online for my. I don't want to look at my phone for my my user manual, like I actually want the paper yeah. thing. So I've got like a box full of manuals and most of them are, are for MS yeah. because a lot of modules don't come with, with, with manuals at all. Um, yeah, so totally. Super useful. I'm with you there. I love it. I wish more people did. It's sometimes like the kind of the compromises that like they're tiny. So like the font's really small, you know, but, mm -hmm. um, it's sort of, we're like, well, how many people actually read the manual? Not that many. We think based on the emails we get. So, no. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> just sorry, uh, sorry. We, no, we I know, I, I know what um, you're, yeah, yeah. But, you know, but, you know, I mean, like, I don't, you don't read the manual until it breaks unless you're like a manual reader person, you know. And then you like right. look at this manual and it's 48 pages and you're like, uh, 48 pages. I don't even know if I'm using yeah. it right, you know, like, so I, I, I get it. Um, there's, we all have lots of equipment and like you can't just read the 20 pages on each one. So, um, yeah. but, uh, I, I, I like having the manual and I like documenting and then, it, and it is, and it does help like when someone emails and they're like, I'm not a manual reading kind of person, but like, am I doing this right? And then, you know, you can just say, totally look at page 16. There's a, you know, and so it's like there right. already. Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. um, and then, you know, and the patch examples, I think, I think like everything should have patch examples or, or. Unless it's just like totally basic utility, especially like, if it's like a yeah, if it's like a complicated module or has like some really unique features that maybe don't present themselves super obviously, especially to somebody who's not like a, a well seasoned synthesis, then like that could you know just that one patch example can be a, a real good springboard for them to learn yeah. a whole lot, you know, because you know, with, with everything with modular, well, like, I think this is with learning anything technical, but like learning this one thing, oftentimes you have a bunch of these loose concepts in your head, kind of like they get stuck in the gravitational force of this new thing that you just learned. And it becomes this new, uh, you know, constellation of things like, Oh, all this stuff's connected now. And those are those really nice aha moments. And it could all just be from yeah. a really simple patch example, which I think is really cool yeah um, yeah 
I was I was ta- I was listening to uh, Mylar Melodies uh, interviewing James Blake actually just yesterday I think and talking about um, you know making your own music and they were talking about how um, you know like it actually made me feel better and less like a narcissist because they were talking about enjoying your own music. Oh, and yeah. James Blake said something to me that was that was really cool and it was actually yeah this is exactly why I listen to my own music while I'm making it. I don't like bump my old records or anything. But you're making it because you're trying to create something that you wish existed within the world. So you're listening yeah. to all this music that's inspirational to you but you're like I wish there was something that was more like this so you end up creating it. And I'm curious if there's any aspect to that with your your designs like are you are you patching with other people's modular you know modules and then think you know thinking like oh what if i had like these two functionalities combined but then tweaked it here or like this is my yeah. long-winded way of asking you where do your ideas come from <laughs> <laughs> yeah from the whiteboard man that's where i yeah from. yeah from the whiteboard um, yeah oh no exactly yeah i mean it's 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 things that don't exist you know like i was saying mm-hmm. with the peg it was like i want to be able to turn this knob to change the shape but i don't want it to speed up and slow down so much so like how am i going to do that so mm-hmm. um yeah the 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 ba- and then even with even the mini peg yeah i was like um, cause you know, we do pods now. So like, there's not always 20 HP in these little tiny cases. And then I'm like, Oh, should I take everything? Move it? You know, like, Oh, let's just, I just need one channel. Just do a mini one. So stuff mm-hmm. like that. Um, yeah, most of the things, um, uh, it's basically, um, yeah, it, it hasn't existed and we want it. Um, and then sometimes it's, and then, but then sometimes it's like, and then let's riff on that, you know, yeah, like the envelopes and then like, and like, well, let's make a small one. Okay. Like, so there is like the small one, it like there, there are simple envelope modules and VCAs. And so we're not, I don't, I'm not claiming like that didn't exist an eight HP envelope, you know? Yeah. Okay. But it's a riff of the, the bigger one that we were doing. So totally. and, yeah. and I really like you know, that, you know, as, as one of the, you know, one of the, the big names of, of the scene and, uh, one of the, you know, most longstanding, uh, companies like that you're still keeping like people who are new in mind with your designs. And I think that's yeah, like, totally. I, mean, I think that's, that's like a really like, I don't know if kind is the word I'm looking for, but like, you know, it's just like, it's, it shows that you're not just you know, like people progress and then they kind of like forget, you know, I, I even forget about like what it's like to be and, you know, new at modular. So when people are asking me questions, I have to like stop myself and be like, Oh, right. They don't know, like they've never done this before. So of course they don't know. I'm like, well, you know, you got to ping your LPG and they're like, wait, 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 what the fuck are you talking about? What? Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's, I, I'm, I'm just really happy to see that you're still like, creating these things that are accessible to people who are coming in. And I really like, like yeah. you said earlier, this, this progression from the small one to the big one. Um, just, I feel like that's yeah. a great, like learning, uh, system or something like that. But, um, yeah, yeah I think, yeah. yeah, I mean, I haven't even thought about it like the, um, that we're like intention, intentionally trying to be fr- that, but that always is a thing. Like we're all, you know, it's like, what would someone think if they just saw this? Like, at, you know, they're in, mm-hmm. in our store, they're buying 
some, you know, whatever they're looking at music equipment and they're just like, what's that? Like it should like, what, what is someone going to think like not reading the 48 page manual, not even maybe knowing synthesis that much, but you know, you got to know a little bit to get into your rack. So we presume that, but yeah, just like if you're new to this, like, what does this thing tell you that you can do with it? If there's a button, right. we're going to want to push the button. You know, it's a knob right. that says pitch or frequency, like the big knob in the middle, like you're going to want to turn that, you know, it's like, you right, should exactly, do cool things yeah. and start, start teaching you what it can do as soon as you start doing like the obvious things, you know, mm-hmm. output. Okay. I'll plug into output. Like that makes sense. You know, so right. listen to that. Totally. So, you know, um, but that is in the, um, that is in the design kind of, uh, yeah, I think that's embedded in the way we think about things. Not so much that like we're targeting new people, but just like, everybody's going to be new to it when it comes out. So like, how, mm-hmm. how's it going to, you know, and like the weirder it is, or like the more like different it is than what already exists, like the more people are going to feel like this is a new thing. And like, how is it going to present? Like, what is it going to look like to someone who's like, I've never seen this. What, what the heck, you know, and it right. should, it should lend a helping hand to you and be like, here, this, this, you know, turn this knob, like try this, you know, like, mm-hmm. Oh, you've heard mm-hmm. this other thing. Like, well, it's here, but it has a little different name. So what does that do? Well, try it, you know, so <laughs> right, right, right. try to like, you know, ease people into it, but then, um, um, you know, still have a, still have more to explore as you, as you get more into it. Totally. Yeah. Um, well, we're, we're, we have about 10 minutes left in the, the regular allotted time for the episode. And I always like to give cool. the, uh, the guest a chance is there anything that you wanted to scream from the modular mountaintops like before you we started <laughs> talking? Um, uh, <laughs> keep making music, I guess. Like, I mean, it's that's you know, I know it's been hard for artists, uh, performing artists, like, but uh, just yeah, it's awesome to start to see shows more and more and like keep making music, people, because uh, well, otherwise, what the heck are we all doing here? So, totally, you know, totally so. agree. I don't know what right else on. to say. That's as philosophical as I can. I can get. Yeah. Are there any new, new modules or manufacturers that uh, are making stuff that that you're like pretty excited about and and think thinks pretty cool? I'm kind of curious. I like to ask other makers like wh- like what are they into? All right. If you want to hear Dan's answer to that question and a few fun philosophical questions, then head over to patreon.com forward slash modular modcast and sign up and you can get the bonus portion of the episode. Also a bunch of other bonus material and yeah, just, just some fun stuff over there. Uh, I would really appreciate it. What else? Thank you to recovery effects. Go check out the mystic. This thing's really cool. We're going to actually talk to Greg from recovery effects pretty soon here and get the, the low down on that. I want to say thank you to Novation. I can't wait for my summit to show up. I'm going to go play it in front of some mountains, hopefully. i got to figure out my battery situation for that, but it's going to happen. Uh, thank you to Weston Precision Audio and Forward Brain. Um, what else? I feel like there was something else I wanted to mention. Don't forget to send me some holiday music. I need holiday music for our holiday episode that's coming up. Uh, you can send your submission, wave file, please, wave files or AIFF files to uh, podmodcast at gmail.com. Um, also, I'm still doing the, uh, the remix competition uh, where you could win a, a t-shirt or a vinyl or a cassette tape or some stickers, all sorts of fun stuff. There was a link to the track Doom Frog 
from my last album that I made with my friend Steven Chet out on Mystery Circles called Kitty Safari. So yeah, remix that track. Again, wave file or AIFF. AIFF. Send that to podmodcast at gmail.com. Uh, yeah, thank you so much for listening. Thank you to Afterlater Audio and Patchworks for their continued support of Podular Modcast. And uh, I think this week's secret word to put either on the Instagram post about the episode or in the YouTube comments is uh, two, two secret words, clear moon. Just popped out, just something I saw on my wall. And if you can tell me what that's referencing to, because I saw it on my wall, then, I don't know, bonus cool points. Okay, until next week.